Ooh, footwork in the pocket. Look at him climbing the pocket! That was a bullet. That's my fucking boy! Come out! I think I might try to get on Twitter before the season starts. My God. Oh, this... We were asking oh, Twitter wars. Hang on. <laughs> Nick yeah, got you... very hard. Should. Yeah. You want to do it right now? No. Who throws the ball further? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I don't know. I'd love to see that yeah. head Remember QB? Oh, what God, was it? What I was, what was that. that? The quarterback challenge or something? Yeah, QB, I had the video game. Oh, Sega Genesis. God I had the game. Absolutely. That was so fun. Love that. The targets and shit. Uh-huh. The blue love chalk. Shit. Holy He's shit. You fucking idiot. I would play that game defenses. forever. That was a great game. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad, bad, bad throw there. Aaron Brooks and company. You know, you had to get the fast guys one uh-huh. moon so you could do the, the, yeah. sprint, the sprint challenge and the long ball challenge. Oh, that was fun. Fuck yeah. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, your sweat soaking through the floor. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Welcome to your football fantasy. Wiz, you looked at me when that intro started like you'd never heard it before. Do you not listen to the show? I did listen to the show today. Oh. Aren't you proud of me? Today? This is from a way back. Anyway, uh, hey, fuckos, welcome back to the show. It's your football fantasy. I'm Dewey's Nuts. I'm your host. We've got our two favorite people on the couch with us today. That's Big Wiz and the Bull. Again. Bullfrog's jerking off again, folks. That's Bullfrog's what he does best. He likes to stroke Every it. goddamn day. I don't know why you got two hands on there. You can't fit more than two fingers. That's yeah, probably true. Anyway, we got a big, big, long show for you today. Some really good advice. We know that it's time to start thinking about your fantasy football draft. If you haven't done it already, we are going to break down some tips and tricks to make sure you win your draft regardless of the type or style of fantasy football draft you play. Uh, we've got we've got three different experts in three different styles. You guys are experts, right? Fuck yeah. yes, fuck absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's... I bring the credibility and fucking I'm pretty expert, sure I saw my name on show. Fantasy Pros earlier today as one of the top... Uh... I don't know how you get into that <laughs> Fantasy Pros thing, but we got to work on it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do that today. We've got a whole boatload of news because preseason football means the injury carousel is running in full force. We're going to dive into all of that. We've got some listener participation. We've got a little Would You Rather today. And I don't know, we got a big announcement. Whether we're going to make this big announcement or not... During this episode, I don't know. It's a huge fucking announcement, Bullfrog. You know what it is, whether you know it's an announcement or not. I don't know what it is, but, but we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it. Well, let's start with the news so that we can tell people who's who's still playing football and who's laying on their their couch today, ice all over their dirty, dirty loins. This week in football. Uh, look, let's dive into some of these injuries. Rashad Penny broke his finger. Or he did something to his finger. Surgery. Uh, he had to have surgery it's on that finger. a screw in there. They put a screw in. Originally, they said he's going to be out three to four weeks after the surgery happened. Everything went really smoothly, apparently. They're hoping that he's going to be ready for week one. Rashad Penny was already looking up at Chris Carson's did, ass. Did you hear what happened? I got chart. it. No. He was fingering Brandon Marshall's asshole. <laughs> he was deep in Brandon Marshall's asshole. He and sat down and snapped his finger. Because he couldn't feel it in there anymore after so many years of playing with Jay Cutler. Um, 
Rashad Penny was already looking up at Chris Carson. Is Chris Carson somebody that we want to uh, target maybe in some of our early drafts? Do we want to target him in daily? Do we still like Rashad Penny? Do we expect him to fall and maybe then he becomes a target? What are you guys' thoughts? Initially, I, I thought I would have liked that team. Now I'm trying to stay away from that team. The whole, I, I, the whole team. We I know the line sucks. The line sucks. The whole team's rebuilding, and he's they traded away their best defensive players. We only have one quarterback on our dynasty team, and he's on that squad. <laughs> I'm well aware. I, I think I'm probably more a fan of Penny than Carson. You look at the first two weeks, it's at Denver and at Chicago. So let's say Carson's the starter for the first two weeks. That's fucking struggle bus waiting to happen. Maybe by then, week three... Penny's ready to rock and roll, so I think if you're going to invest in anything, maybe it's Penny as a late-round pick and hope, you know, after a couple games of no fucking good from Carson mm-hmm. that Penny starts getting a little more action. And he gets to go. He gets an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever these rookies get injured or go off the field, you, you sort of hold your breath for the worst. It sounds strange to say as a regular human being, but a broken bone is the best possible thing that could have happened to this kid. Uh, so there's no soft tissue damage, no ligament damage. He'll be fine. Yeah, Darius Geis, on the other hand. Gone. Gone. ACL. Torn. Darius Geis, the guy that I was all... I'm fine. I'm for. good. I'm ready. You know, that's what he said. And, and then towards <laughs> ACL, he's done. I think the first report said it was an MCL sprain, and I got very excited because I had him in our Just a Tip game. Uh, so who's there next? Look, Samaj P. Ryan came out, what, yesterday that he sprained his ankle. They're going to see how bad that is. I think maybe a report came out just before... A couple of hours ago saying he might be okay. But who the fuck is the running back in Washington? The coach has said we're not going to go after a free agent veteran. We like who we've got. So who do we? Who do you who are you picking? Are they ground and pound or are they going to use a scat back again? Yeah, I think I don't think you pick anybody unless PPR you try Thompson. In a, in a standard, well, Chris Thompson's also in he, a standard. I wouldn't probably. I'm not going to draft any Redskins. Terrified of Chris Thompson. Well, yeah, he's, right, exactly. he's terrified a, of his own leg. In a PPR, you could take a late flyer on Thompson, but again, he's out a until week five. So he's terrified of his leg. They've got a real tough run schedule, uh, according to stats and you know player movement. But I'll personally, I'm probably staying away from the Washington backfield. Rob Kelly's there, right? Fat Rob, Rob Kelly. Rob's going to get the ball. P Ryan. P Ryan's going to get the ball. Bibbs, I think. Capri Bibbs yeah, is on Bibbs. that team. Look, is that, is that a they make purses? Yeah, I don't know what they do, but I I would tell you that Rob Kelly would be worth going after late in your drafts. But right now, Rob Kelly is going in the sixth round of your draft, oh, the twenty eighth running back. That is way too high for a guy that's just not that talented. I agree. Stay away from all of them. We talked about just a couple of weeks ago. We said. Philip Dorsett might be the guy while Edelman's gone. We all unanimous, unanimously picked Philip Dorsett as the guy. Well, he left practice with an undisclosed injury the other day. I don't think there's been any new news about it. Any updates on your thoughts of the New England Patriot wide receiver core? Eric Decker, has, they've come out and said he's doing a pretty bad job. <laughs> right he's 31, now. can't separate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would buy, buy Gronk. And I'd probably buy Edelman James White. That's, you, yeah, Gronk was what you said last time. Yeah, I'm still saying the same fucking thing. Yeah, I think Gronk, I think the running backs, I think Hogan does pretty well until Edelman Hogan's going to have to do well. Yeah. He's got no choice. You know, I think especially... But he's got, some, he, what, what is he average, like 60 targets a year? Yeah. You think he can do You can think he can do more if he's getting 10 targets a year? Well, you think he can handle that? I mean, I... Pro- I mean, like, here's the question. Is, is, will Edelman stock probably increases? Oh, huge. Yeah. I, I put a bet right now that... 
in weeks one through four, Hogan ends a week as a top three receiver scoring. Ooh. Yeah. Yay! For you, for you daily <laughs> yeah, fantasy players, I will absolutely <laughs> fucking take that bet. I top think three. Hogan Let's is do it. never going to be a top three. Wow. Record that bet. One week. Yeah, in the a... first four weeks, Hogan will finish as a top three scoring receiver. I'm taking that bet all goddamn day. Um, Fuck yeah. That's not going to happen, but hey. If you're, you're saying he's a daily guy, you are our daily guy, as the listeners will find out soon. Okay. Nelson Aguilar is sidelined with a lower body injury. We just You, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week, Wiz. This whole team it's is pot. hobbled. I mean, does it matter? I mean, it's one of these teams. You said it before. You did it in a mock draft before. Go for the teams that score a lot of points. Philadelphia should be a really high-scoring team. Are we starting to get a little bit of afraid of these injuries, or we just say fuck it and just keep drafting these guys? You know, I'm concerned, like you said. Jeffrey basically said he's out, right? For week one, you're going to go on the yeah, so, pup yeah. list. Might we'll start well, the season. Most likely. Yeah, which is a problem, which I think you brought up him back in May when he had his surgery. Um, yeah, I was big on Aguilar for that reason, that someone's got to catch the ball. I think you start – these guys' values start reduced. You know, they, they start drastically reducing because they're all injured. They start going down, and they get to the point where you really love them. I mean, Aguilar was already going as a late – I still like field. Aguilar. I, th- yeah. I would still take my – uh, you know, he's a he's a flyer, right? You go after the guy, but you can't. Re- I wouldn't sit there and say I'm gonna. He's gonna be a guaranteed starter. I mean, common sense would actually tell me that Jay Ajay's stock should be going up. The best, if Jay not Ajay. one of the best, offensive lines in the game. Your quarterbacks are fucking beat up. Your receiving core is beat up. Pound the fucking ball. Your defense is a top three defense. Or does this increase Ertz and Dallas Goddard? Nah, because, well, Ertz, Ertz is banged up, Ertz too. Is hurt. Goddard got hurt last week, too. I'm telling you, if they were smart, you rely on fucking ground and pound. Your defense, and everything, you fucking pound the ball. Everything about that take is great except the running back name. Corey Clement, folks. Yeah, he's not Devante a guy. Parker broke his finger, just like Rashad Penny. Again, hopes to be back for the opener. I only bring this up because... Just like last offseason, all of a sudden, experts are starting to come out and say, hey, maybe Devontae Parker's going to be some shit. I fell for it last year and drafted him way too high. Does anybody care at all? No. Yes, yes no? Trash. No. Deion Kane. Talk about the hype fucking train. Deion Kane, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts. He was drafted really late, 6th, 7th round, but every fucking two days, a report was coming out of camp saying this kid was impressing everybody. And then he tore his ACL. Is this somebody, Wiz, that you want to go after in our Dynasty League for future years? Well, the answer is yes, you would, because it's Dynasty, right? And he's a high upside. He's a Clemson wide receiver who... who I mean, oh, we like those Clemson, Clemson wide receivers. can produce some wide receivers. Yeah, Ortavius Bryant. I'm still a firm believer that the Colts' defense is just fucking putrid this year, My so God. everybody was looking good at camp. Everybody's always looking good at camp because they're playing against one of they're the worst all, defenses. Their defense might because be there's one ten of the fucking worst. receivers. Yeah, and there's guys that are gonna be cut in about four four Let's days. Let's talk more about the Indianapolis Colts defense. Even though their defense <laughs> is terrible, you know who didn't look great in camp? Marlon Mack. Yeah. And now he's out for a few few weeks with a hamstring injury. Running backs with hamstring injuries are always a big concern. Saquon Barkley. They always want to come back too early, and and they end up spending half the year playing at 70-80% rather than just waiting and coming back. Marlon Mack was already a concern. Uh, who do we like here in the Indianapolis Colts backfield at this point? Naheem Hines looked like shit. Yeah, I brought up Wilkins a couple weeks ago, I think, as a guy to 
keep an eye on. I think he might Target be. Target him late? Yeah, Jordan Wilkins, I think, is going to be a great a great snag late. But again, you mentioned with luck at quarterback, the running backs really haven't had that much success. I think that still pretty much holds true for the most part. But Here's a question. All these guys get injured, right? Like Marlon Mack, Aguilar. Is it, does that help a you know an, an owner who, who now has reduced value on these guys? If I mean, if you're looking to draft these guys, every time somebody gets hurt in the preseason, yes, their value goes down. Marlon Mack, I mean, there's bad. no one else backing him up. Except the, except for this. Oh, Wilkins and Hines. Wilkins Hines yeah, and, well, who? Yeah, Rob Wilkins? The, what, Don two, Wilkins. What's the <laughs> what's the old guy that's there? That's It's Turbin. Turbin, Turbin. Hey, no, Turbin, he'll be back. Kristen yeah. Michael is currently Ooh, listed as Michael. a starter I've heard on some the good stuff about Christian Michael. Yeah, Christian Michael's still around? Yeah, he is. He's, got He's the, the starter. So uh, let's go out to San Francisco. Matt Breda, Jarek McKinnon, George Kittle, all three of these guys suffered injuries last week. Bad, bad, bad. Shoulders, I think, two of them. Uh, McKinnon, they just said they decided today that they're going to keep him out for the rest of the preseason, mostly preventatively. Now, Wiz, I believe you picked McKinnon in our Plant the Flag game. You were you were rising on this kid. Are you worried? Yes and no. I think if it's preventative, I'm okay with it, tentatively speaking. Most of these guys are actually being kept out at this point. I think they all sound... That's why Carson Wentz is not playing a lot of these guys. Um, my only concern is that it's going to take these a while these guys for, to start producing, right? They, they're not going to hit week one in on, on the ground running. The Le'Veon Bell effect. Correct. Takes a couple of weeks when you get started. Okay, that's fair. Burkhead, slight, <laughs> slight tear in his knee. I was all about some Rex Burkhead. I drafted Rex Burkhead. You did, uh, on accident. Uh, slight tear in his knee. Nobody knows what the fuck that means. We have Jeremy Hill in our Dynasty League. Do you love it? Well, we had that, that, that initially went into the season with six running backs, right? Yeah, now Mich- they've Michelle's got, out. Now they've got two. Burkhead's out. I mean, yeah, Hill's moving up. I like it. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a dangerous thing. I think all season that New England backfield, just like last year. Do you just buy James White and just stick with James White at this yeah, point? Yeah, but I still think not once worth Sony, my ro- not once, worth a spot no, on my roster. Once Sony Michelle comes back, I still think he's gonna so have you, a time. You think? You think there's more upside with Duke Johnson than there is with James White? 100%. Season really? long, yeah. Because I think James White will have three or four weeks where, yeah, he's the fucking man, and then Rex will have three or four weeks, and Sony Michelle will have three Who or four weeks, and Jeremy Hill has a couple weeks. I know, but Duke's going to be that guy better, for the better whole question. season. Who's got the more defined role that right, is going to exactly. guarantee you touches? Jamal Williams. <laughs> uh, he hurt his ankle. He's out. We, we all look, you know, in all of our mock drafts, Jamal Williams was going right after Aaron Jones, way before Ty Montgomery. Now Aaron Jones is out two weeks. Jamal Williams is injured with an ankle, which you hate for running backs. Uh, does this just boost Ty Montgomery's stock? I think this dro- drops Jamal Williams more than it actually boosts Ty Montgomery's stock. Jamal Williams is bad going from last year, and it's only dropping. But people loved him. I don't get it. I didn't Early get it report was a pretty minor. Pretty this guy minor had no top, no carry over ten yards last year. I think he miss was a week, the maybe. leading back on the team because he had a hundred carries. That's the only reason. Delaney Walker. We know that uh, Bullfrog here loves Delaney Walker. Lower body injury. That's all we know. Toe. Thirty-one years. Old. Was it a toe? A toe. Yeah. That's somebody bad. Ste- That's somebody real stepped, bad. Somebody stepped on it. He's That's good. Jordan Reed's problem. Yeah, he's good. Toe. It's not like a fucking... Uh, so he's not going to miss time? Ah, he's good. It was just a stepped on toe. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Not a turf toe. Not the turf toe. Great. Rashard Matthew, this is a Tennessee Titan wide receiver, was the second wide receiver on the, the depth chart, presumably, although he was the leading wide receiver on this team. I th- What, two out of the last three years? Yeah. 
Uh, he has been sidelined for weeks now with an undisclosed injury. They still haven't told us what it is as far as I can tell. My question is this. Okay, if Delaney Walker's down, if Rashard Matthews down, where the fuck are all the Tennessee targets going to go? Oh, wait, you know. Oh, wait. I fucking know. It's Dion Lewis, folks. Dion Lewis is going to catch every pass because Corey Davis is a bum. All right, let's let's stop. No faith in Corey Davis. Hey. No, let's stop talking. No, I don't. I watched Corey Davis play last year, okay? So the eye test says that he's a bum. Yes, he had one good game in the playoffs. His stat line says he's a bum. The eye test says he's a bum. I, I get that he's our hometown boy here in southwest Michigan, but fuck him. No. Jonu. Jonu? Jonu. Keep an eye on him if Walker does miss anything. Jonu Smith. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Oh, yeah. Over the last 25 seasons, folks, these top two tight ends have the most occurrences out of those la- over those top 25 seasons. Gronk. He's one of them. Okay! Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Oh. And Tony Gonzalez is great. Ooh. In 25 Over the years? last 25... Okay, so these are the top seasons by tight end over the last 25 years. Gronk Ooh. is one of them. Jeez. Gronk's... These guys are the most... I got two the, more the names. most occurrences. Two more names. You You're up any? there. Mm-mm. Gates? Gates is no... Uh, and Gates has actually more oh, Gates. than Gronk. Uh, here's a question. Do you guys still believe Gates plays this year for the Chargers? You have do, you draft? Draft, do you draft him now? You had me take him in a best ball, and I did. I still Fuck. believe. I believed from the beginning that he would come back and play, but he didn't want to do any offseason work, so they're going to sign him right before the season. You think season that will happen still? I, I'm a little bit less confident, but I'm still going to say yes. So here's a question for you guys about that. How many times out of those 25 seasons did a tight end go over 10 TDs? 25 seasons, how many over 10 TD yes. seasons? I'd say Four. eight. Close, nine. Shocker. I know. You guys ready for a game? No. Here's the game. Would you rather? We're going to play a little Would You Rather hype edition. If you follow NFL News, if you subscribe to the SleeperBot app, which I suggest you do if you want to be up to date on all things fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Then you've heard lots and lots and lots of hype out of every fucking NFL camp all season. I think the only guy on any team in the NFL that has had any negative news come out of camp is Martavis Bryant. (laughs) All of his news is negative. But otherwise... Josh Gordon's pretty bad. Otherwise, this is what happens all offseason. You know, beat reporters... Team officials, they just sing everybody's praises coming out of camp. Well, there was a lot of that going on this year. And I'm going to use some of that hype to give you guys some questions. I'm simply going to ask you, which of the following would you rather have on your fantasy team? And I'm basing it on the hype. Okay? So we're just, well, I guess we got to wait. Just go. I mean, he's got to figure it out. Look at this. It says in this corner. How's that pineapple Rita, buddy? Hey, it's Bud Light brand, motherfucker. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. It's good. 8% alcohol. How about that? Stronger I'm than... really proud of you there, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Nice job. <laughs> Is that good? All right, you ready for the uh, Would You Rather Hype Edition? I'm simply going to ask you questions based on all the hype. Bullfrog, I know you were peeing, but that's what uh, I that's got what my I notes ready. First up. Why does he not have to publish his notes ever? <laughs> he has the most research here. He never has to publish it. When these listeners start paying, the I'll fucking publish my notes. <laughs> I'm going to pay for this. I'll fucking <laughs> I'll bump, I'll bump some notes. 
some notes when somebody wants to pay five bucks for them. It's gonna be. I mean, you'll get a, you'll get your money's worth. This fucker writes a lot down. Gary, Gary, we need a sponsor pretty soon. Gary, <laughs> find us one. Hey, if you pay attention to the Jacksonville hype, every fucking wide receiver on this team is the best goddamn receiver in the history of the world. Specifically. DJ Shark is, quote, the most impressive player on the field. Marquise Lee, quote, has the number one job locked up. D.D. Westbrook, quote, is the clear-cut number two behind Lee. And Keelan Cole will, quote, break out this season for sure. All four of them are going to be amazing. My question is this. Which one of those guys would you rather have on your roster if you were drafting now? Letter from net. I had to choose one of these guys, though, close huh? Close attention, sir. <laughs> I would have to go with Marquis Lee because he's played in the league before and he's going to produce. He did produce last year. Did he? Yes. Did he? He had, he had no... Out of the last five weeks, yes. Marquis Lee was garbage last That tells you about these names on the list. If if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Big Wiz's favorite answer and say... None of them. Oh, <laughs> wow! Give me a... Surprising. <laughs> I wouldn't... I'm not going to draft any of these guys. I'm not going to play any of them. If I had to play one, I would read every expert's advice all week long and pick the one that was mentioned least. The only guy that wasn't mentioned. You know who the only guy on this list wasn't mentioned? Dante Moncrief, our dynasty wide receiver. <laughs> Give him to me! There he is, baby! All right. There he is. Hey, guys, there's a couple of stacks, quarterback-wide-receiver-stack combos that are apparently primed to fucking go off this year based on the hype. First up... Marcus Mariota and Corey Davis, every fucking week I read about how they're connecting like nobody's business. They share a brain. They look like one is inside the other every time they step on the field. Who's inside who? It it goes back and forth. Alternatively, Dak Prescott looks apparently amazing. And when asked specifically, Dak can't shut up about how much Cole Beasley is on the same page as him. Mm. So if you're looking to take a quarterback wide receiver stack, Obviously, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. But if you go down the list a little bit, we've got two that the hype says are for real. Which would you rather have, Mariota and Corey Davis or Dak and Cole Beasley? This isn't even fucking close. It's Mariota and Davis all day long. Cole, Dak, we, Dak and Beasley, that's garbage. That was there last year and it was still terrible. Davis was hurt half the year. I have way more faith than Mariota and Davis. Yeah, I would agree. I don't even know if Dak and Beasley are going to be drafted in some leagues. Uh, Is is Beasley draftable? I don't know. He's Dak's favorite target. That might be the only problem with the other one is that Davis's ADP is pretty high, but fuck. At this point, I don't even know how much. Well, one's draftable, one's not, right? Right. You know, if I'm going to say this primed to explode, I would say the stats at the end of the year probably go with Mariota and Davis. You guys, you have to stop agreeing. Here's three young wide receivers. These are first or second year guys who are who are all of a sudden looking amazing on their teams. They're locking up their roles on these teams that some people maybe didn't expect them to have. Uh, first off, Mike Williams. Just in the last couple of weeks, the the beat reporters out of Los Angeles have said what we've been saying. All of a sudden, Mike Williams is absolutely going to be the red zone guy, according to every report out of camp. In Chicago, Andrew Miller has sewn up the slot role and yeah, is it's demanding... Not, it's called Anthony Miller. What did I say? Anthony yeah. Miller. Yeah, that one. Anthony I Miller. I just typed it wrong. Anthony Miller has sewn up the slot role and is demanding targets. 
And finally, Chris Godwin is locked up, apparently. The number two spot on his team in Tampa Bay, and he's making amazing plays across from Mike Evans. So, if you're looking at these three young wide receivers, okay, guys that have clearly, apparently, based on the hype, locked up great spots on their teams, which one would you rather have moving forward? We'll start with... with Godwin, I don't know who his quarterback's going to be for the first two weeks, right? I mean, that, that, well, that fits. That's the fucking oh, good. Red it's fits back yeah. until the other guy shows up. And so still, and then he has to compete with Mike Evans, which is a terrible idea. Anthony Miller, I actually do like, but he still is playing with a terrible offense in Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. Um, so this one's easy to me. I'm going to agree with the reporters out in L.A. Mike Williams plays with the one of the top eight offenses in the league. They're going to produce points. For sure. Go with Mike Williams. Hunter Henry's out, so well, Mike Williams gets the, the big whiz, out. buddy. Me and you are on the same page Jesus tonight. Jesus Veteran Jesus. quarterback with a lot of talent. How long have you been here? For like eight weeks now? First Mike, time all week? Mike Williams has got to be the, the guy Locked here. In. Again, Trubisky, the, just the amount of attempts. Not enough Woo! for volume. And Chris Godwin, you know, maybe, because none of us are really big believers on Mike Evans, so maybe Godwin, you know, steps up and has some good games, yeah, and maybe Evans is getting double covered, and Godwin sneaks in there and picks up enough, some volume. Enough to make him better than these guys? Godwin yeah. looked really good toward the tail end of last year when he really started to come on. I'll just say that. But I'm going to rank it Mike, Godwin, Miller. I know there's been a lot of hype about Miller, but I, I just don't see the volume enough to justify. I would go Mike. Miller got Hey guys, we are watching preseason football right now, and it appears as though Baker Mayfield just threw a touchdown pass, though there was a flag. This is relevant to the next question. There's two rookie quarterbacks that the hype is all over right now. Uh, both, Both of these guys, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland and Sam Darnold, which Jesus Christ, every 10 minutes something about Sam Darnold's coming out. Both of these guys, according to the hype, are ready and going to start week one and be fucking amazing. So, begs the question, which one of these two guys is going to start with week one, and which guy do you want on your fantasy roster? I like Mayfield a lot more, but the question is, is which one's going to start week one? Donald doesn't have the same competition that Baker Mayfield does with Tyra Taylor there. Um, so if I had to choose who's going to start week one, it would be Sam Donald. I mean, barring injury, Mayfield is not starting week one that's a lock personally i think if you start a rookie quarterback week one you're setting yourself up for failure i mean these defenses in the preseason are just fucking basic bland bullshit you get into these week ones these coordinators are ready to fucking throw the fucking gun show at you and darnold's gonna look like shit mayfield look like shit allen look like shit i don't care who they are they're gonna look like shit don't fucking start them why not start Bridgewater? He's seen it. Start McCown. He's seen it. If the question That's was, my opinion. If the question was extended for over 16 weeks, what were it go? I probably like the upside of Mayfield because, honestly, I like their team better. Do you agree with that? The Browns coming off a winless season, I like the Browns' team better. I'm not sure I like either of them over a whole season. The Jets are terrible. Mayfield has looked – well, they both look good in preseason. They both made some really good plays in preseason. Um, if I had to pick one for my season-long roster – yeah, the Jets are a terrible team, and there's no receivers out there that I like <laughs> at all. So I'd have to pick, begrudgingly, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for your would you rather. So let's dive into the mail. Yep, come on. 
Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I think two or three guys killed themselves after starring on Blue's Clues. At least that's what the... You love that stuff. You're reading it quick. He is getting hammered, folks. You haven't jerked off only once, though. I'm proud of you. I'm a world drunk. Okay, hurry up. Start jerking off more over there. Hey, building up. Saving the build up. It's going to uh, be a I've got half a page of <laughs> user or listener mail content from Charles DeMar, our very good friend of the oh, show. Good God. He's got a few things he wants to say. First of all, he's got a comment. He just wants to say, fuck Apple. Trillion dollar company, my ass, he says. As mentioned in last week's podcast, he submitted... Uh, it's five-star review to our podcast three times. And I'm always glad that Steve Jobs died of AIDS or whatever the hell he had for wow. his fucking time. Charles! Apple wouldn't put his podcasts up. Here's a couple, or his reviews. Here's a couple uncensored versions of his reviews, or at least a few lines from the reviews that were uncensored. <laughs> Number one, Dwee's Nuts, his youngest son, is an asshole. Gigantic asshole. He's also fat and stupid. Wow. And he went on to say everything he said in the wonderful Shining Review. Poor also, guy. attempt at number two. He says, Dweez Nuts <laughs> has a tiny penis. It's microscopic. Some might make the mistake after seeing his penis. And after... Wait, what? <laughs> Some might make the mistake after seeing his penis and his last name <laughs> assume that he's Asian. Lynn. Don't ask me how I know it's tiny... <laughs> Just know that I've had nightmares for well over Spelt a decade. L-I-N. <laughs> All right, and then he goes on to add, so he tried a few different things. None of those would go on. That's why he's glad about Steve Jobs and his AIDS. He's also got a question, just for the two of you, not me at all. Here's the question for Bullfrog and the Big Wiz, because uh, as Charles DeMar reveals here, he does play against me in a fantasy oh, football Oh, so this league. is one of Dewey's Nuts' uh, long-time O's here. Ten-team huh? league. Standard scoring. He doesn't trust me any more than America should trust <sighs> Kim Jong-un or Vladimir. We have a small penis. Putin. Understandable. Sure. You now, can't trust a guy with a small dick. Or very, very microscopic. I'm just saying. <laughs> So we're allowed to keep two players in this league for as long as you want to. There's no penalties for keeping the guys. One quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, and a flex. He, as he says, the cupboard is not as great as he wants, but there are some choices. He's got the fifth pick in the first round. He wants to know from the two of you, which two players should he keep? Remember, there's no penalties for this. Here are his options. A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Jordan Howard, Jarek McKinnon, Alex Collins, Dion Lewis, Golden Tate. To me, those sound like some pretty good options. Initially, I would say so, but after talking about injuries and McKinnon being out, I don't really like that much. Terrifying. Um, it's a good question here, Charles. I, I like the options here. AJ Green, I'm throwing out just because of age, and the red rifle was not so good last year. Uh, Keenan Allen is a must here. That's an easy selection. He is definitely a keeper. It's not. I mean, that or, no option to throw him back. Jordan Allen, I just don't like because the offense isn't good enough. Jerk McKinnon, high upside. I would probably keep McKinnon. Alex Collins, maybe. Um, easy. Go to McKinnon here and Allen. Yeah, I mean, I like the way you think there, Charles Demar. You know, your comments on Big Wizard on <laughs> on point. Uh, <laughs> I would probably agree that you, you agree that my phone <laughs> song is fat and stupid. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure you said the Big Wizard. <laughs> No, I love your son. He's a good guy. Okay, thank you. Anyway, uh, 
You probably have the worst two keepers in the league by the looks of it, so oh, shit believe, on you for believe that. Believe me, he doesn't. Okay, maybe the second worst. But yeah, I agree with Big Wiz again. You know, we might have to mark episode 30 as a monumental fucking episode. And no here. shit, it's monumental. It's that, 30. Uh, Keenan Allen is probably your one must-keep guy. And then really it depends on what direction you want to go with that five-hole spot. You know, you could either go, you can either keep a Allen and a running back. Shit, or if you if you think you could pick up a running back in that first pick, you could keep green. But if it was me... Howard with the easiest fucking schedule against running backs, according deep, you know, guy. according to the season long predictions. I'm probably going to keep Howard with my second pick. Therefore, I have maybe a number one running back. Hopefully, he turns out to be a number one running back. Again, I, I'm. Did you losing. see Howard has the easiest schedule for running backs? Yes, and McKinnon is about number twenty six. I'm just I'm losing some faith in McKinnon. He seems to be getting beat up a lot. Brida's getting a lot of attention. I think McKinnon still stays a third down type guy, plus getting some first and second down looks. Maybe like a Camara type, but not quite as good. Where did AJ Green rank in our rankings? Is he t- is he a bottom of, t- of tier two? I'll pull it up right now. He's a tier two. He's bottom a t- of tier two. He's a he's so probably talking... a tier three, maybe top tier three, bottom tier two guy. Yeah, I'd probably say bottom. Tier two, right maybe? after Adams, Thomas Allen. I, yeah. Maybe after that, I, right? I, he was he ranked number ten in our consensus rankings. But I, again, for, I mean, there, you can maybe justify going Keenan, AJ Green, and then going running back in, the, right. in that fifth pick. That's an option. Yeah, it's not. But I, I don't know if everybody's keeping two. Was it a ten or twelve teamer? Ten. Ten teamer. So there, there should be there'll be some running backs there. But again, at the fifth pick, whew, you're you're. I think you got to keep a running back, probably. Otherwise, you're really. I don't know. Would, would it be that bad if you took AJ Green, Keenan Allen, and then you took five is a is a running back and your second round is running back? Yeah, I mean, you, you still it's not totally a ten team league. I don't know. All the rookies are available, right? But hey, uh, I feel like you guys answered that. Let me let me just throw this in here. It's not in the notes. Uh-oh. While we're talking keepers, <clears throat> here's four options for you. Pick two. <laughs> Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, oh. Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Ooh. Joe Mixon. PBR? Not PBR. Did you no win your league? I, I came in second. You're pathetic. With that roster, you couldn't win the I league. I lost a time girl. I would go McCaffrey for sure, and probably, ooh, I like Thomas a lot of that. When you... yeah. oh, better than Antonio Brown? You're a fucking idiot. I think I like Thomas. Next. 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 Holy shit. You had McCaffrey, Mixon, what was the third, what was the other running back right there? McCaffrey, Mixon, Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, that really shows this is the same league. There's definitely going to be some running backs available in that first yeah, round. I've got a fucking, yeah. or my, my bother buddy right. who's asking this one. Yeah, exactly. So, I think you definitely got to go Brown. Oh, you're high on Hunt, so you probably got to take Hunt. I'm no, down McCaffrey. on McCaffrey. I'd probably go non-PPR, though. Oh. I don't know. Brown and Thomas, take a shot at it if you want, or maybe do Hunt. But. Yeah. My team is better than his team is all I wanted to say. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Your keepers are better. Yeah. For sure. There, there there, you go. Charles DeMar. I don't know that you really got an answer there. Keenan Allen, definitely. Then you've got options. They didn't do a very good job of answering. If you let me answer it, I'd have given you the answer, but I'm not going to because he didn't ask me to. Next, we've got a whole bunch of submissions and suggestions for our Plant the Flag 
fantasy football game. Lots of people want to play along with us. We're going to track that. We'll get into that more in the coming weeks. But we've also got some some suggestions for the name. We put it out there. Hey, if you come up with a name and we use your name, you're going to get rewarded in one way or another. So I'm going to read to you a handful of suggestions people have made to us. Uh, I don't know if we need to pick one right now, but let's talk about which ones we like. First off, at the Goal Line Gurus on Twitter, uh, he says, Sow Your Seed should be the name. It's not so bad. At G Libertino, also on Twitter, says, Dip or Skip. Wow. Sounds like a dancer. Dip or Skip. At Gary Haddow, our good old boy Gary Haddow, says, Hit it or quit it. Hit it. Uh, Charles DeMar, another good friend of the show, says we should name the uh, game Three in the Pink, Two in the Stink. Not a bad one. Finally, Brad Drury. This guy, while he, I don't think he's written in a question, maybe one, but he is all over Twitter. He loves to talk to us on Twitter. Says Rochambeau is a good name for the. Woo! Any of those that you like stand out to you as potential winners? Can we modify a couple? We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's our show. Charles Demar, you get my vote. Three in the pink, two dingleberries, two in a. St- oh no! Why wouldn't you? Why would you? Why would you make it not rhyme? Pink is my favorite rhyme. color. And then the stink is the bad zone. There you go. Well, you know. For bad sure. zone? Yeah. No, bad. no, 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 no. Yeah, put that the wrong way. But if you go to the candy store, you got to go to the garbage dump. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the way out, you got to hit the garbage dump up real there's, quick. There's pleasure. I've never heard it quite that way. <laughs> there's, there's pleasure to be had all over, but. <laughs> that's, oh my that's my vote. <laughs> all right. We'll we'll talk more about it. We'll we'll see who's going to end up winning this. But again, the winner's going to get something. The only person on that list who did not submit an actual team is Charles Demar. So calling you out, Charles. Oh. You got to give a team if you want to play along. Uh, also, we've got a handful of folks that did give us teams that did not give us names. So so be thinking about that. We want you got not time, only guys. You to got participate, time. but we want you to give us names. If you're listening and you have not yet submitted. Your selections, your five guys for our Plant the Flag game, please do. It's a brand new way to play fantasy football. It could be a lot of fun. We want to see. We've had some discussions on Twitter about different strategies that people might take, and some folks have taken different routes. I have no idea what's going to work and what's not, so jump in, play along, see if you can't win the inaugural version of this game. All right, last thing from our listeners. We've got a five-star review, motherfuckers! I love a five-star review. I Hell don't even yeah. know who this person is. Hell yeah. You don't know? Well, he's your sister, Chap Chan. Let's Chap Chan. Okay. Let's see what the love says here. Another Chap- Asian. Uh, on iTunes, this, this review comes to us from iTunes. Uh, Chap Chan is this guy's name on iTunes. His real name, I think, is Derek. Derek says, and I quote the entire thing as written because that's what I promised I'd do every fucking time. Love the way you guys know your fantasy football. Not sure why no one thinks Randall Cobb will not have a breakout season, maybe? Uh, Love it that everyone's betting against him in every league. Bet on Black. (laughs) For whatever whatever that that means, Derek. 99 to 1? What kind of bet is that? That's racist. Enjoy listening to you crazy guys and highly recommend this podcast to everyone. Keep up being amazing. Fuck yeah, Derek. Does Derek think... We're all experts, or just a couple of us? Well, or I? There's two. He 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 thinks there's two of us are experts, but he won't tell us which two. Let's put a ranking on that, Chap Chan. Next review <laughs> time. I appreciate the review, Chap Chan. I'm glad you enjoy the show. Please tell some of your friends. We want to grow this listener base uh, because the more people that listen, 
the more willing Big Wiz is to take some time out of his very busy day to uh, prepare. Hey, rumor is Big Wiz is uh, joining Twitter. Contemplate. Contemplate. Wait a minute. Big Wiz is joining Twitter. Hey, all I can say is when you go back to work, we'll see what really happens. Well, I, I what, what do you mean by that? Fucko. Think I'm falling off the map? No. But I mean, you might, like, during your school day, you might have to actually do something. Oh, yeah. I work. I'm good at what I do. Sometimes. I can, I can just, do the I whole just, goddamn Sometimes show. you work. I'm I can just boss. stand up there and get it done. I'm the boss. I like that motion from a high school teacher. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump into our main event for the day. You know, we still don't have a drop for, like, Are we, like, 55 minutes of this second thing? Today. Yeah. The 41. Good God. Let's talk about fantasy football drafts. I promised at the outset of the show that we'd give you some tips to help you win your draft, to kick ass in your draft. Because while the draft is not the end of the season, it is very important. It gets you off onto the right foot, helps you get closer to winning your fantasy league. We're going to touch on three different types of drafts today. I get to go first. My draft type is the typical snake draft. Okay. Get out. Because that's how everybody drafts. All the cool kids will be drafting that way. And I've got three tips for you. But I managed to stretch my three tips out to like 12 tips. So let's jump into this and I'll just do this real quick for you guys. Tip number one is prep, prep, prep. Make sure you're prepared for this draft. If you remember the dynasty draft that Wiz and I did, we didn't prepare at all and our team is fucking garbage. Lots of ways to prepare for your draft. First off, please, please, please mock draft as many times as you can. You can do that anywhere on the internet. Google mock draft and go ape shit. Sleeper bots where we did it because you can kind of play with who goes where and, and there's some setting things that you can do. But get on there and mock draft. Experiment. In our mock draft episodes, we experimented with different draft strategies to give you an idea of who you might end up with. If you're thinking about this or you really like the idea of doing this strategy... And a mock draft is a way to do it so you can see what kind of team you end up with. So mock draft. Play with those mock drafts to find out what works and what doesn't. Get into these guys. Uh, start listing out your rankings. Tear out your rankings, guys. Please tear out your rankings. Probably the most important piece of advice I can give you. If you get into the draft and you're in rounds 5, 6, 7, you look and say, hey, I've got three Tier 3 running backs left, but only one Tier 3 wide receiver. You don't have to think about who to pick. You take the fucking wide receiver to make sure you can get the highest tiered player possible. Tearing out your ranking, saying this group of guys is all pretty much the same to me. That's the way to do that. Next up, uh, I said do some league-specific mock-ups. Okay? First of all, on SleeperBot, like I said, you can change every setting possible on there to make it match your actual league settings so you can you can mock draft with bots using your league settings there or do what I do I sit down and I think about all the players in my league I think about who in my league likes to draft what positions I know a couple of guys love to go quarterback in the first two rounds a couple of guys love to go tight end in the first couple of rounds a couple of guys love to draft only running backs I know this about these guys because they're in my home league I've been playing forever so I sit down and I write out what I think is going to happen in the first five, six rounds of the draft. I write out five or six different potential outcomes for the draft based on what I know. Gives me gives me an idea what might happen, and it helps me to figure out what I would do if these guys went ahead of me. Okay, So spend some time thinking about your league. Spend some time thinking about the players in your league. 
when you're preparing for your draft so that you're not caught off guard. If you can avoid being caught off guard in the first seven, eight rounds, then you're going to win your draft. All right, tip number two. This one says, talent early, balance later. And what I mean by that is this. Go ahead and take, in the first five rounds of your draft, the best fucking player available. And if that ends up being four running backs and one wide receiver, I don't give a shit. Take the best goddamn players you can find in those first few rounds. In the middle rounds in your draft, five through ten, then you can go ahead and find some balance. If you're heavy on running backs after the first five, you can balance it out by picking receivers. If you're heavy on big risk guys in the first four or five rounds, you can balance that out by picking safer players in the middle rounds of the draft. In the first rounds, you've got to take the guys that are the most talented and use those middle rounds to balance out your team later on. Lastly, my tip is this. Here's a handful of things that I want you desperately not to do in your snake draft. First, do not draft a fucking quarterback early. I've said it a hundred times. Uh, here's a little stat to back up my assertion here, okay? In your league, unless it's a two-quarterback league, let's say it's a 12-team league, 12 quarterbacks are started each week. At the same time, there are up to 36 wide receivers, if you play two wide receiver and a flex, or 36 running backs. Well, the difference between the top number one and number 12 quarterback over the last five years, the average difference between the number one and number 12 quarterback 93 points. The average difference between the number one and number 36 wide receiver, 167 points. And the average difference between the number one and the number 36 running back is 224 points. My point is this. You're going to have to start a running back or a receiver down there near uh, 35, 36 if you take a quarterback early. Take the guys at the top. In, in the running back and wide receiver positions because the point differential is so much bigger than that of quarterback. Don't take a quarterback early. I explained that really poorly. I'm a little drunk. It happens. Here's another thing you should not do. Don't get yourself stuck on one strategy. I hope our, if you learned anything from our mock draft episodes, it was just that. You can go into your draft with a plan and a strategy, but don't pass up best players available in order to stick to that strategy. You'll get fucked. I did a running back heavy strategy and I ended up with five guys because I said I was going to go five rounds and my the rest of my team was garbage. Okay, <laughs> Plan ahead, but you have to be able to adapt. Finally, no, not finally. I've got three more of these. Do not stick to the ADP or site rankings. If you're drafting on Yahoo, it has a list of who's best to who's worst. Everybody in your league is using that list as the list to go from. If you've ranked your guys early before the draft, tier ranked your guys early, please stick with that. I don't give a fuck what ADP says, okay? couple of brief examples. Jay Ajayi was the seventh running back off the boards via ADP last year. He ended up running back 36. Adam Thielen was ADP 42 at his position last year, ended up wide receiver 8. ADP is dumb. It's just what everybody else is doing. If you do what everybody else is doing, don't expect to win, all right? Because 9 teams out of 10 in a 10-team league and 11 teams out of 12 in a 12-team league don't fucking win. And they all pick by the ADP. Next up, do not draft handcuff running backs. Fuck it. You have a limited roster. Unless your roster's 25 teams like Big Wizards, you don't have room for these guys on your team. <laughs> pick starters. 
Pick number two wide receivers on their teams. Don't pick running backs that only get to play if somebody gets hurt. It's a waste of a roster spot. Lastly, do not overdraft a single team. Uh, Bullfrog said this to us earlier while I was whooping Wiz's ass in ping pong. You'd never want to have a running back, quarterback, and wide receiver on the same team. That's too many players, even if it's the Green Bay Packers. It's great to stack a quarterback and receiver, but if you've got a quarterback, a running back, a receiver, and a tight end on the same team, then you're going to win or lose. You're going to live or die by that team, and that's not something that you want going forward in your uh, fantasy season. All right. Those are my tips for your snake draft. They were beautiful. Thanks, Dewey's Nuts. You're welcome. I learned some stuff. As you should always what learn What they come off your mouth? Because you were fucking between his legs all the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all great. Big Wiz, you want to talk to us about an auction draft? Yeah, auction drafts. Um, anyone know the percentage of people who play auction? No fucking Six. clue. Six percent. I, I think it's 20. Never done one. Oh, is it 20%? Yeah. That's a lot less than the 80% that play Snake. You are the expert 90% that actually go to auction, state auction. Everything that's you say, I'm taking as gold. You should so try you one. better be good. You should try one. So this the ridiculous snake draft that no one enjoys anymore. Oh, I love it. Um, as Dewey's nuts stated, folks, fucking create a plan into any draft or any draft type you do. Go into it. It's a better thing to do. You'll actually have some sort of quality, and you'll come out with a better team because of it. Um, create a plan, and he's correct. you got to adjust on the fly. The first rule I would tell you guys, besides creating a plan, is value. Understand the fucking point of value and do not overpay for a player. You want to obtain players at the lowest cost possible in an auction draft and stick with that idea. As WB Warren Buffett always said, you know, value, value fucking matters the most out of anything, right? So, you have $200, use all your $200. Do not fucking leave money on the table. There's no point. You want the best fucking players possible. Wait, you can't use that money next year because it doesn't carry over? Doesn't fucking carry over. Oh. Is that like a, is it 200 every fucking auction? Some Pretty... some, some places do 100. Most is 200. Though. Either standard. Way. Spend it all, you're saying. Spend it all. Don't leave money on the table. You can't carry it with you. Fuck, when you die, you can't go to fucking, you can't carry it with you. Well, the ancient Egyptians would argue with you, sir. Can't invest that extra money, huh? Damn. My biggest recommendation here is get a running back, quarterback, and a wide receiver Get someone in the top five of the position. Spend the money, evaluate each position, and spend the money to get a top five player. As we've always repeatedly said, those top five guys, whether it be Rodgers, Russell, Cam, Bell, Zeke, Gurley, they will make you guys compete and you can build depth afterwards. Just to clarify, are you saying one of each? Yeah. Okay. One of each. Spend the money. Spend the money. It's going to be a lot. So then you're going to have a bunch of scrubs to sort through, huh? No, I think that's part of the value, right? The value is, is that you figure out and you find value. Wide receivers, what we're talking about in particular, there is tremendous amounts of depth, right? It does it just continues and goes on and on and on. After you get past Brown and fucking Beckham, they're going to cost fifty some dollars. You can get Diggs, Thielen, they're going to be in the twenties. Doug Baldwin's going to be in the twenties. Juju's going to be in the twenties. Cooks, all those guys are going to be in the twenties. Cooper Cup, um, there's value there. You can build a huge depth team with those guys. Um, we talked about tight ends earlier, folks. I do not spend money on tight ends because I don't think they're worth it. Unless you can get Gronk, who's the only tight end that's actually worth it, worth it, skip him. It's, it's a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Build depth is important. Bid up players you do not want. 
This is interesting. What do you mean? It's kind of risky, though. You I think, ever, yeah, you, you, get, get, you, you ever get burned by that? Have you been burned? Yeah, I had yeah. Jeff Garcia one year. I didn't fucking want him. Wow. Okay? But you got to have a pair. You guys wouldn't know what that's about. you got to actually have a pair and fucking step up to the table and bid on players you don't want. But th- this can be worth it because you flush out your competition's money. Yeah. So that when the players you do want. When you do want, you could actually get them. So let me ask you. Let me ask you oh, you're about to. No, Nominate. Yeah. Let yeah, me yeah. ask you this. This is it. Or in these early rounds, do you nominate specifically players you don't want so that you can bid them up and take other people's money? Yeah, so we're talking about flushing out, right? I, I would absolutely, if it's my turn, and I actually, I think I'm the fourth person that gets to nominate this year, I'm going to nominate Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. Because but you don't want them. I don't want them. I mean, I'll take them if I'm getting my value, but there's no right. value in those guys. Right. Those guys are going to get 50, 60 bucks. Somebody's going to have a Someone, little boner yes. in the room. Someone's going to spend the money on those. I would nominate Gronk, right? I, I mean, I would nominate guys I don't want because you're going to get your competition You spend the money. You can go ahead and nominate Aglor or Cup that you can get, get for, for $13. There's some really good articles from, I, I think it was Numberfire as well as, um, I don't know if it was Matthew Barry or not, but phenomenal talk about, you know, you got to play with your guys' emotion. You gotta play with your right. competition's emotion, oh, yeah. get them to start getting into it and start bidding on players. What's the hometown teams? All that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, what, especially if, if the problem is, is if you run out of money early, you are stuck with garbage. If ever your good players, Dwee's nuts, we talk about our fans in our dynasty draft, all the depth goes in the middle rounds. Yes. And you are, if you don't have money, there's you get no depth. And I think in fantasy football, there's build as much depth as possible because injuries are gonna happen, buy weeks are gonna happen. You can win those weeks with the depth. Anything else you want to tell us about how to win an auction draft? Make sure you spend your money. Your last four picks typically are a dollar a piece. Just your last four. Last four, five doesn't matter. Last last year, I didn't do very good, and I fit, I had eight picks with a dollar. If that gives you an idea of what what it means. Is there any, is there ever anybody that has like a shitload of money at the end? Like yeah, some guys have walked away with fifteen dollars, and to me that's stupid. That's stupid. Right. Like right. If, if you could spend like Christian McCaffrey went for twenty two dollars, you could buy Christian McCaffrey for five more dollars. Why would and not walk away with fucking fifteen dollars? Why would you not? That's that's interesting. Auctions, folks. Thanks for sharing, boys. Something new you guys should consider. I'll I'll try an auction. I'm the most forward person thinking here. Yes. Let's start one up. Yeah, yeah. You're the most forward thinking person here. I'm (laughs) sure. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. Bullfrog, you get to go last. You're going to tell us a little bit different here. You're going to tell us how to win money. Drafting daily fantasy football teams. Hit me. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to really go into details as far as players go because we're, what, three weeks out from the opener? Sure. You know, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of developments. There's a lot of roster changes that are going to... That are going to happen. So I'm not even going to dive into like how much somebody's already listed at on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever other sites you might be using. So I'm just going to give you a couple tips as overall strategies that you might look at when picking your rosters this year. So tip number one, I would definitely say to take the quarterback you choose and either pair him with a wide receiver or tight end. Last year in 2017... This happened every week other than 6 and 16. So every single week other than 6 and 16, one of the top three quarterbacks was either paired with a top three wide receiver or a top three tight end. So, you know, I think you have to make sure you get at least one pairing, one stack in there. Stack them. But, however, do not do the triple stack. Do not stack your quarterback 
with a running back, with a wide receiver, as that only happened once in 2017, which was week one. The Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, all finished in the top three in scoring that particular week. That was it for the entire season. And then it happened twice in 2016. So playing the odds, the probabilities, don't do a triple stack. But definitely pair your quarterback with either a wide receiver or tight end. Tip number two, do not pair your running back with your defense. I've heard it from other experts on daily fantasy sites that it's an actual positive thing to I've pair. heard this too. Are yeah. you telling me it's I've done it. That's yeah, why exactly. I don't win money. I've done it as well. I did it last year. I played FanDuel every week last season. And uh, it said to pair your running back with a defense. Well, the, you know, the odds, the probability says that no, don't do this. Three times last year it happened out of the 16 weeks. We're a running back paired with a top scoring defense. Top three. We're always looking at top three scoring here on a week-to-week basis. 2016, four times. So, again, Not worth I, you know, yeah, it's going to happen once or twice. But if you're doing it every fucking week, it's going to fail you more times than not. Tip three, choosing a tight end. You know, over the last two seasons, it's been pretty straightforward. Either go big or go bottom. You know, again, I did most of my research here on the last two seasons. Last year, real quick, 2017, Gronk led the league in scoring four weeks. Kelsey, two weeks. Jimmy Graham, two weeks. Here's the other eight league leaders on a week basis. Austin Hooper, Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Croft, Ed Dixon, O.J. Howard, Julius Thomas, Trey Burton, and Eric Ebron. So if you've got the money... Go big. If Gronk's healthy and he's got a good matchup, go Gronk, especially this year. Maybe Graham. I'm not sure Kelsey's going to put up any big, big weeks with Mahomes, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Or just pick a dumpster fire guy at the bottom that's got a good matchup and hope it goes fucking big. Tip number four. It's just a kind of about your defensive pick here. They got rid of kickers, so we don't have to worry about those, at least on FanDuel. I'm not sure about DraftKings, but as far as defense goes, again, you got to try to isolate a bad offense that has a bad fucking quarterback, most often a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback with a lot, a lot of experience. For example, last year, the top-scoring defense four times faced the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. The top-scoring defense four times faced the Denver Broncos. The top-scoring defense three times faced the Indianapolis Colts. That's 11 weeks out of 16, and those are pretty three pretty shitty offenses, three pretty shitty so, starting so quarterbacks. From there, I mean, find the worst, the worst scoring offenses and play the best defenses. The defense is against the defense. No, defense. play the defense against yeah. the worst fucking offense. 100% matchup. Pair, pair, about, pair the defense. Yeah. Forget about who's good. Even in your yeah. season it long. It doesn't matter. Even in season long shit. Yeah, Minnesota, so who, Philly. Who are, you ranking, who are you ranking right now? If you had to choose right now, the worst offenses in the league. Yeah, see, that's a tough. First couple weeks, it's going to be pretty tough to predict. Miami. Buffalo. And I got, I got, New York Jets. I've got week one up here. Let's <laughs> I might, see. I agree with you on Miami. At home. We're going to say at home against uh, maybe the Bucks and Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Early Saints on. could score some points. Cameron Jordan Saints put some pressure D. on. Yeah. Maybe the Packers at home against Trubisky and the Bears. The Lions. 
My Detroit Lions at home against the Jets Monday night. Yeah, I would definitely take That might be your week one fucking defensive streamer. If you're playing in a league that has uh, Monday night games, you know, a lot of the main G- the main GPP slates now have gotten rid of that Monday night game. So it just depends if that Monday night game is included. You know, Lions could be an opportunity there. <laughs> anyway, my tip number five is the, the good old home and away. Based on the research over the last two seasons, each top scorer, whether it be a quarterback, a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end, or a defense, it's about a 2.5 to 1 home versus away. So you're looking at 11 homes versus 5 aways, 12 homes versus 4 aways. So what you're saying... So if you got to pick, you might as well pick a home. Home quarterback, home running back, home receiver, home Mm -hmm. defense. Because they're more likely to produce. They're more likely... Probability-wise, they're more likely to be the top scorers of the week. And in order to win a GPP, that's what I'm looking at here, guys. I'm not looking at 50-50s. I'm not looking at head-to-heads. I'm looking at you got to have top-scoring quarterbacks, top-scoring guys from each position. If you want to win $10,000, a million dollars, $500,000, you have to basically pick the top-scoring guy at almost every fucking position. These are some these are some tips to do that, probability wise. Listen, folks, I'm gonna do it this year. We'll post the shit. I'll let you know how I'm doing week to week. There, follow me on Twitter. Oh, we're gonna do it daily. We're gonna do it daily. I'll show you guys my fucking lineups. You can see how I'm doing. It's gonna be good. They're gonna be disappointed. They're like, God, this guy's a fucking idiot. When the big whiz shows his shit, you'll be real disappointed. The day, so we're gonna have a day. We'll, we'll do a daily thing, and we'll show your daily thing. We can I like do it. a little threesome action. We like that. Uh, yep, <laughs> sure do. All right, so so there's your tips, guys. Look, we know it's draft season. It's time to th- be thinking about your draft. We're gonna we're gonna look at our updated rankings next week or maybe the week after to help you out prepare for your draft. But these are some tips that you really need to keep in mind, regardless of the type of draft you're in, uh, to help you win. If it's daily, you only win your league in the draft. Otherwise, you set yourself up to win or lose in the draft. So keep those tips in mind. I hope you wrote them all. Down now, uh, as I said earlier, we may or may not have a big announcement. I'm going to decide not not to disclose that announcement. Oh, today. what the fuck! You're going to have to wait till next week, and maybe I won't disclose it then either. But we have some big news coming your way soon. I promise. Thank you to all of our wonderful listeners who participated in the show this week. If you have a plant-your-flag roster, set of five guys that you like, please send it to us any way you can, at YFFTheBullfrog, at DweezNuts on Twitter, yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com. We'll take them any way you got them. Wiz might even have a Twitter handle by next week to send it to. Just it crazy. Otherwise, look, uh, my three-year-old is seeing ghosts upstairs, and my wife has locked herself in her room, so I guess I gotta go deal with that, so... You go ahead and fuck off while I go face down the deep. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.